here um i hope you've had a chance to listen to the interruptus um it was really hard but it was really cathartic for me to do so um thank you for listening and sending thoughts my way and um just i don't know just being um being with me in this a few months ago, I asked for some love letters um, for Carly, kind of an homage to our final episode together, um, love letters with Lorraine. Um, and so a few of y'all sent in some voice memos. Some said, I want to, but I'm just not ready yet. And I totally get that. So I didn't want to sit on these any longer. Um, so I thought I would share part one and then... Um, as I get more, we'll share part two. But um, the ones that I have here are really great, and they were they were really healing for me to hear um, and get teary in a coffee shop. So thank you for sending them in and and just um, yeah, sharing your part of the story with Carly. I also have some emails from when I broke the news to all of our guests. And so I think throughout this, I'll be reading some of those that were special to me. I hope it's okay. I didn't get their permission. But um, if you hear this and you, for some reason, don't want your very sweet note to be read, call me and I'll redact it. Just to give you an update on kind of where we go from here, think I'm really close to wanting to rewatch season four. So I'd love for us to watch it together and react to it together. And I think I'll just do one big episode with a couple close friends talking about just the season as a whole, pointing out storylines and character development and Texas things and our favorite music moments and all that, but it'll just be kind of free for all and just for fun. But I think, I think that feels like the most honoring uh, way to go just to finish the journey, but um, not quite the same, you know? So stay tuned for that. I'd love for y'all to watch it with us and, and, um, yeah, just continue to be a part of this. Um, it was her birthday on May 10th. I got a TX tattoo, my first one. And it's not only a TX for TX forever, but the X is a Roman numeral, which is the last tattoo she got. Um, because down her spine, she got the first five years and then the final five years of being cancer free. So carries a lot of meaning. Um, (laughs) 
I kind of choose who I share that meeting with, you know, TSA agent, not going to tell the whole story. He was just like, Texas forever. And I was like, Texas for Eddie, buddy. Um, for Eddie, forever. But uh, for people that I want to tell the story to, it's been a good way to share it. And um, one of her best friends, Kelsey, said something really cool. It's like, yeah, I don't know. You know, she was thinking, I don't know if I want to get this tattoo because then I'm going to be forced to talk about it, you know. But then we kind of, then she kind of realized, like, Carly didn't have a choice, you know. She had a scar that people asked about or, you know, why'd you cut your hair? So it kind of feels like carrying that on for her. So that feels really meaningful, too. But originally, what I was, the point I was making about her birthday was that, you know, her dad said, really the two things that are carrying us forward is one that she's no longer in pain and, and she's, you know, with our creator, but two also that we share this with all of you. It's our community. So thank you for keeping us afloat and let's keep connecting and carrying each other. So without further ado, here are some love letters for Carly. This first one is from two Pete guests, maybe three Pete, Sarah Caroline Billings. Uh, she was my big in college and my sorority. Um, she's an amazingly talented theater gal, and she's just the best. One of those friends that will just call me out of the blue and ask how I'm doing, and that means so much. So um, here is her love letter. Dear Carly, I love the way your brain works, how you wrote that article with your dad about your differing political beliefs and your love of each other. I love the way you invited me into the circle as one of Monica's friends and made me feel welcome. I love how you adopted Juno. I love how you're ruthlessly honest yet kind. I love speaking to, or <laughs> I love listening to you and Monica bounce off each other. You guys are like speaking another language almost. I love how hard we laughed when recording that first episode of Texas Forever. I love that I got to know you. Love, Sarah Caroline. Ugh, smiling so big. Ruthlessly honest, but kind. That is, that is Carly and really cool that Sarah Caroline can point that out so specifically when only spending time in this podcast. So um, thank you, Sarah Line, and love that you uh, <laughs> liked our language <laughs> and didn't get annoyed by it. <laughs> Next up is our dear friend from high school, Andrea Keralt Templin. Andrea has been a great uh, checker inner friend throughout this um, and it's meant a lot for someone that just knows our entire story so here is Andrea hello I'm Andrea fellow lover of Friday Night Lights the great British baking show Switchfoot Lord of the Rings and Jane Austen friend of Carly and Monica from our glorious preppy years which thankfully are in our past <laughs> a few weeks after Carly past, I decided to listen to the entire Harry Potter series on Audible, which seems like a small feat when you realize that Carly and Monica have listened to it nonstop 
on repeat since middle school. As I finish the Chamber of Secrets, Dumbledore's line, it is our choices that show us who we tr- what we truly are, became fixed in my head. Carly chose to fight. She chose to live life to the fullest. She chose joy at times that many would feel desperately helpless. Not only did she choose joy, but she radiated it to everyone around her wherever she went until her last few hours. I will always wish that we had been better friends, but I also can't imagine hurting as much as her closest people because the heartbreak I feel already is so deep. She will always be in our minds and our hearts here in Texas forever. Love you guys. Love you, Monica. Bye. Here in Texas forever. That's beautiful, Andrea. Thank you. Um, and you're so right. I, when her dad spoke at the funeral, he said, and I remember this, that, you know, when people would say, you know, you're carrying this so well, this is when she was first diagnosed and like, you're like, you're so strong. You're so amazing. And she was just like, what, what other choice do I have? You know? And I thought the same thing that John did that he's like, you could choose a lot of things. You could choose to fall apart. You could choose depression. You could choose addiction. You can choose anger, resentment, all these things. And I, I'm starting to understand it a little more now. Um, obviously, a cancer diagnosis is a lot different than, a, than losing a best friend. But, you know, when people are telling me that I'm doing so well, it just pisses me off. <laughs> Because it's like you don't, you know, you don't see what's going on inside. Um, But at the same time, I am proud of myself for not falling apart and choosing to be self-destructive, even if, you know, I'm tempted to. So I, I get it, like, feeling like, well, what other choice do I have? You know, but also, yeah, there's other choices that we could make. So anyway, I want to take this time to read a couple emails that we got that um, we don't have on voice memo. Sweet Asha Davis, who was one of our first TX talks. uh, She played Waverly in season two. And I mean, all of our talks were great. I'm always like, this is one of my favorites, but it really was. We like just hit it off immediately and just like. I just like feel like we're friends. And so uh, she responded that, um, you know, the day that I sent that out, that she was she was devastated by the news. And um, it was just lovely to spend time with us and laugh and reminisce. Um, but sorry, I just hit my mic. <laughs> but something more significant she sent later. Um, I was having a really tough night. And I tweeted, like, I would just love to hear just any wisdom from people that have gone through what I'm going through. And, um, Asha lost her sister, um, in a terrible way. And she said to my tweet, she said, uh, when my son was little and found out about my sister's passing, he said, so when people pass away, they go from the outside of you to the inside of you. And I just love that. I love little kids wisdom. Um, she said that made me feel a lot better and hope it brings you comfort. And that's exactly what it is. It's like, she's not physically here, but she's almost more present than ever (laughs) inside us. Um, So I love that. 
Now we're going to hear um, just a short clip from a great guest, Brock Wilbur. He was one of our favorites on Gilmore Guys, so it was like such a such a cool thing to have him on our podcast. Brock Wilbur, uh, going to keep this uh, short because um, I'm sure I'm not saying anything that anyone else hasn't already said, uh, but uh, what a tremendous loss here. Um, it was great to get a chance to meet her, uh, gone too soon. Um, yeah. Uh, it's an awful reason to have to sit down here and, and talk today, but uh, wherever she is, I hope she's happy. Uh, thanks to the wonderful community here that uh, was behind her the entire way, and uh, of course to her co-host and uh, all the people that took part in this. It was a wonderful show to listen to and a wonderful person's life to be a part of, however briefly. Ah, well said, Brock. So good. And he, I remember when we were going to record. Carly was having some nausea from her chemo and we asked him to delay and we're like, so sorry. Like Carly's going through, you know, this small thing called chemotherapy and like, isn't feeling well. And he was like, um, first of all, never apologize for delaying a podcast because you have cancer. Um, two, it's totally fine. So, um, he's just very honest and, and great. And he's even checked in with me just personally on Twitter and, um, it's been a lot. So, yeah, let's keep this going. Um, wow, we have a love letter from the Luann, Luann Stevens. Got probably our most special one to date because of the just the, the conversation that we had in the interview that then led to the love letters. And then, you know, Luann wrote a letter to her family, you know, around the time of the funeral and has just been so amazing. And we got to go meet her. I mean, she's, she's in Dallas, so I've got her phone number. I've got her email. We're, we're going to make it happen, take her to lunch or something. So she's just such, such an amazing collective grandma here for us at Texas Forever. So here's her love letter. Hi, it's Luann Stevens from Friday Night Lights, played Grandma Saracen. I didn't know Carly very long. But I was crazy about her. Our last interaction was the last podcast we did. And she did it from her hospital bed. Very up, <laughs> happy, smiling. She just had surgery and yet she was vivacious, full of life, looking forward. As I recall, she had flowers delivered by some admirer while we were recording. <laughs> we talked about boys and men and love and dating. And she decided she was going to be less picky and be more open. Wow. What a role model. What a girl. I feel honored to have met her. Um, hi to everybody, and let's make this day count. Oh, God, I just love her so much. Wow. And yeah, it's true. I mean, I I didn't know at that point how close Carly was to the end when we recorded that podcast I mean I knew that it was it was not good but god the fact that she could just do that still blows my mind and 
<sighs> yeah. And she did have flowers sent to her because Carly was a heartbreaker, you know? <laughs> Man. Um, I want to read um, another love letter. Well, an email from Kim Rogers, who we loved uh, talking to about Lost. And um, I don't even know what. I just feel like we bonded on a lot of things. Oh, she had the Ben Linus pillow. Or Carly did or something. <laughs> it was just really funny. Um, so Kim said, you know, I'm just so, so sorry for your loss. Carly was such a warm, lovely, funny, and smart woman. And even in the two hours I spent with you two, I could see that and I could see the strength of your friendship. Thank you for allowing me into your circle. I will treasure the time I spent with Carly and it will always, always be a fave podcast memory. And from her bestie, Sage Young, that we had on the podcast, um, she said there's no words to say how sorry she is. The piece of your friendship that you shared via this podcast has been such a gift and it's immediately evident to anybody who's listened how special and unlikely and life-defining your bond is. Um, just zooming with you two, I felt like I was standing in the glow of that. I can't imagine the grief that you're feeling, but I hope you know that the joy you found in this show and in spending time with each other was completely infectious, and that's a beautiful thing to put out into the world. Damn, Sage, getting me in my feels. <laughs> Oh, that's really good. Thank you, thank you. And here's my sister from the same mister, my, my literal sister, Mel, sending her a love letter. I can't help but believe that it was God's orchestration that I was able to get some time with Carly on my own in February of 2020, a month before the world shut down and several months before Carly's relapse. I was visiting Denver with my acapella group, one of our last trips before COVID, and I'd been in touch with Carly about hiring her to film our next music video, which was an original song of mine, and take some updated photos for us. From the minute she said yes, we were back and forth on email and, and sharing vision and ideas, and it, that's just the stuff that I love. When we got to Colorado, we spent two glorious days, one filming at Red Rocks and the other photo shooting in the River North Art District, or as the locals say, Rhino, I'm learning. And we just had, we had such a great time. Carly has a way of just making people feel comfortable and she's got this cool and confident energy, but it's also very warm and inviting. She knew how to make everyone in the group feel like a star and we just shared a lot of laughs over those couple of days, including the night both of our sisters joined us for dinner. Uh, Meredith came over where from, from Colorado Springs and Monica was in town also for a, a gig. We just all happened to be in the same place, which never happens, and we took advantage and just had lots of laughs and you just you kind of have to know us to know some of the inside jokes that we share <laughs> but yeah all that to say one of my favorite things to do is is to create and collaborate and share life with friends and i'm just so thankful that i'll forever have that sweet memory with carly uh, yeah that was the best night i I love the four of us together. And yeah, I mean, after high school, that was, that was a rare 
thing to happen. So I'm so, so glad that it did. Um, and yeah, of the many things that I'm going to miss about Carly is the creative aspect. I'm already like, I mean, obviously this podcast, but then just music and just other random ideas I have. I'm like, I want Carly to be here to work on this with me, but we will create in her honor. Um, but yeah, I wish she was here. I wish we could work on it together, but she is here. Okay, next. I loved this love letter from Melissa Jane Osborne. Um, she came on the podcast a couple times. Um, we found her, well, so we found Royce Johnson through our friend uh, Sean Gallagher from high school. And then Royce introduced us to Melissa. So kind of a three degree connection here, but always loved when she was on the show and just this uh, message really touched me too. So here is Melissa's love letter. So I've never met Carly in person. In fact, I've only spent four hours with her on Zoom, but she is my friend. I say is because was doesn't really feel right. It, her energy feels a little too big for was. Um, I just remember the first time I came on the podcast seeing her and thinking, oh my God, she's like that cool girl in high school and you like want her to like ask you to sit at her lunch table and, and she does. And I was just so inspired by her spirit and the opportunity to just have a little time in her orbit. And after I did the podcast the first time, I, I immediately called my best friends from high school because I was so touched by seeing Monica and Carly's friendship. And like we were like three, you know, she made amazing irreverent musical theater references. And we were like three dorky theater girls talking about some show. I mean, we're adults, but we're geeking out. And I think that's what I'm going to take with me from her, from Carly is to unabashedly be yourself and love the things you love. And even if you think that no one else in the world really cares to go that deep, and it's only you and your best friend, you love what you love. And I am, um, the other thing is just like taking the love of that friendship that they have and that joyous sister best friend love and realizing that sometimes there's more love in our life than we think so good I was like I forgot why I love this so much yep that's why I mean so many things her energy was too big for was god Melissa put that in a damn movie that's beautiful <laughs> um and so true and I just love the fact that you <laughs> called your best friends after talking with us and yeah, just three, <laughs> I love it, three dorky theater girls that are now adults, but also cool, just hanging out. And I love irreverent references. I love that there's more love in your life than you think there is. I mean, seriously, Melissa, go write it <laughs> or I will. <laughs> uh, thank you so much. I'm going to read a couple more emails before we hear from uh, Meredith, Carly's sister. thought that would be deep appropriate closing love letter tonight so Royce Johnson who introduced us to Melissa 
said he feels gutted to hear this. Joining you and Carly was a bright light for me, both times that I got the privilege. Your enthusiasm was infectious and made me feel so comfortable being myself in such a public forum. Your friendship was also a joy to witness at such close proximity. Sending you, Carly, and her family all my love. I'm a better person for getting to play with both of you. And I know there's scores of listeners who are better for listening to you both, too. Sweet Royce, that's... I love that. I love that we made you feel like you could be yourself. That's that's all I ever want. And just thank you for all the people that wrote in. I mean, just to name a few, uh, Tim Murray wrote in, Krista Doyle, Aaron Whitehead, Allie Gertz. Oh, and Buddy. I got to read Buddy's. Brad Leland, our first TAX talk. He said, oh my, I'm only singing from here to the choir where she sings today. And my heart is full that we met and had such a special time together. Yes, we are sad about this loss now, but so grateful for the light she gave us to show us the way back to her tomorrow. I love her and I love you. Scintillating clarity, full heart, BL. Oh, Brad, it's just awesome. It's so poetic. <laughs> but yes, thank you to all that wrote in. Uh, Jay Johnson also wrote in as well. Elena Nicolau, Liza Richardson. Oh, I got to read some of these. Damn. Ben Seaman. Okay, we're going to stay here a little bit longer because who wants to go home? <laughs> I don't know. Okay, here we go. So Liza, who was my like just so excited guest, um, just one of the biggest music supervisors in the biz, was just so cool and sweet and added our cover Double Town to her playlist and is, has stayed in touch and it's just awesome. So um, I wanted to read her email. She said... Monica, I just can't believe this. Same here, sister. I feel so sad. So sorry for your incredible loss. This is truly a shock. That girl. She seemed like like you indicated below in my original message. Like she was just dealing with a nuisance. From speaking with her during our interview, I could never imagine cancer would end her life. What a major ray of light. She beamed through our Zoom call, as did you. And what a great friend to her you are. Surely your holiday will be filled with grief. It was. But I hope you'll be able to celebrate her life forever. Sending condolences and positive energy. XO, Liza. Oh, just the coolest. Uh, last one I'll read is from Elena Nicolau. She was a special guest, too. I, I found her on Twitter because a thirsty t Tim tweet <laughs> went viral. And so I reached out and... Uh, she came on the show a couple times, and then the biggest thing was that she um, wrote our article for Oprah Magazine, for Oprah Daily, and she just captured our story so well, and that was just such an unexpected blessing that that got to happen. And, um, you know, <laughs> just thinking life is short, and there's just certain things that I'm just so glad that we did before, and it's almost like... It's not almost like Carly knew that life is short and she pushed me to get these things done that I'm so glad we, we have now. So um, here's Elena. Dear Monica, I apologize for how long it's taken to me to respond. It's not that I didn't want to. It's that I didn't have the words. Sometimes things just take you out at the knees and this did. I'm not going to try, try to make sense of it because it's impossible. 
but please know how grateful I am that I got to cross paths with you and Carly over the past year. You exemplified the true meaning of friendship and taught me so much through the hours we spent together. I believe Carly will live on through the actions of others as we continue to be inspired by her example and her grace, warmth, and bravery. And I believe you're also an inspiration whose example will live on in other people's actions too. You have a golden giving spirit. <laughs> wow. Sending you all my love during this time and always. Clear eyes, full hearts, you know the rest. <sighs> this community is just incredible. And obviously sending that email to all of our guests was so hard, but just being able to like, you know, when I was able to just sit down and read these was, was really helpful and cathartic. So thank you to, thank you again to everyone that wrote in and we will do, we, <laughs> it's just me. Well, we, cause we're, a, we're a fam. Um, we're going to do a part two of love letters. So if anyone wants to send in literally just record a message on your voice memo and email it to txforeverpod at gmail.com. If you have my number, you can just text it to me as well. And we'll do this again. Thanks, guys. Uh, we're going to close with Meredith, her sister's uh, love letter. Hey, Carly. Two things to say. One is from Harry Potter. And you made a slight mistake in the, let's see, season three finale, I think it is. Um, you said that Luna's hat appears in the sixth one, which it does briefly, but mostly it's introduced in the fifth one. So I feel like it should have been the fifth one, but um, I'll let you decide <laughs> what you wish you would have said, but I'm calling it a mistake. Anyway, um, second thing is Lord of the Rings. I watched about half of the extended versions before you died took a break obviously then watched the second half after you'd been gone for a few weeks and just want to share one part that was really hard when Sam thinks that Frodo is dead when he's been looks like he's been killed by the spider and he says don't go where he cannot follow. Well, that happened. I wish I could follow you, but I can't yet. But I know you're safe. And I know you're not hurting anymore. Which makes me feel better. I'll be with you really soon. I can't wait. Love, your Samwise. <laughs> that concludes Love Letters for Carly, Part 1. Clear eyes, full hearts, can't lose. Didn't know it was a devil town
devil town. Didn't know it was a devil town. Oh, oh Lord, it really brings me down about the devil town. About the devil town. About the devil town. That one felt good. I think that felt the best so far.